I think last week, I'm pretty sure I quoted uh, G.K. Chesterton at one point, and I'm actually going to start off doing it again. Uh, great quote he had, and I, I just love this. He says, the revolutionary is usually right about what's wrong, and usually wrong about what's right. Yeah? The revolutionary is usually right about what's wrong, and wrong about what's right. It's an idea, I think, that ties into something we all maybe intuitively grasp. Saying what's wrong is easy to do. A child can do it. In our second reading today, there's a line that I've heard a lot, and I've never really understood it, so I did what any intelligent person would do, just blew right past it. Yeah. But it's a line that Paul says a lot. And... Uh, had a big breakthrough. Actually, Dad was with me. We were sitting at our morning prayer, and all of a sudden, poor guy, I jumped up. I'm like, oh! And I ran out of the room, and it was to get something to write this down. Uh, but the sting of death is sin. This is the line. And the power of sin is the law. The power of sin is the law. Now, Paul, St. Paul is smarter and holier than me, so I'm just like, I'm sure you're right. You know, but no clue. Might as well be talking physics. Okay, who laughed? All right, so here's the key. This is what hit me all of a sudden. Why is the power of sin the law? The law is good, right? It came from God, therefore it's good. God sat with Moses and gave a list of do's and don'ts. We call it the law. 614 rules. And those rules, as we know, hopefully are not random. God doesn't pick random things and say, don't do that. And he doesn't pick random things and say, do that. He's so good to us that anything that will hurt us, he calls bad. And anything that will make us more like him, he calls good. It's where it comes from. So if that's good, how is the power of sin the law? Well, because that's its limitation, too. Namely, all the law can do is tell us what's bad and what's good. Can't do anything about it. And for a lot of us, I think that's where we sit and soak. And that's why we get so discouraged spiritually. We know what's wrong with us to some extent. We don't need help. Uh, you know, I, we used to joke about this in our family prayer time. Dad would say, let's take a moment and call to mind our sins. And we're like, done. You know, we got them. We know them. They're the same ones as yesterday and the day before and the day before. I don't even need to write a new, uh, uh, what do you call it, examine for confession anymore. I'm just like, last ones. You know, same thing. I just did it more. Yeah? Isn't that it? That's the power of the law. Namely, discouragement, frustration, and a lot of times anger. Because some way, some days, you know what we do with that anger? We just turn it on someone else. We start looking at the speck in their eye while ignoring the plank in ours. And we got tons of people 
whose whole ministry in the church is, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. They become like the person who sees you drowning and says, I'll help, I'm going to describe water. That's the power of the law. For us, though, the most obsessive and important focus we can have is on the cure to the condition. I'm aware of at least some of my sins. I am discouraged by them. Well, then fix your eyes on the cure. This is why we have a huge crucifix in our church to remember you're not defined by those sins. You're defined by God coming to your rescue in the midst of them. God's relentless pursuit of your freedom. And so when we come into the confessional, or when we make that confession in our hearts and give God our sins, we are to be done with them. Namely, now I'm going to think about not me and what I did wrong, but him and what he did right, because that's better. Most of us, I think why we struggle spiritually is because we have this doctor in our head. And what we call prayer time is talking to this doctor who tells us, yeah, this is wrong with you, this is wrong with you, that's wrong with you, and this is wrong with you. That'll be a lot of money now. Yeah? And we call that spiritual medicine. No, our eyes are to be fixed on the cure. We know the disease. Now let's notice the cure. And let's rejoice in what God has done and how much more powerful it is than what we've done. Be careful of people who are constantly describing what's wrong because the devil can do that. Be conscious of the power of proclaiming, I know who can set you free. I know who is dying to set you free. We call to mind our sins not so we can soak in them, but so he can crush them and liberate us. It's an unintentional self-focus, I think, in the end that gets us in trouble here. And so we will focus on our Lord. We will take time every day to call to mind our sins so that we don't have to think of them anymore once we give them to him. And the rest of our time is spent thinking about what kind of love compels that? What kind of power defeats sin so thoroughly that in the words of St. John Vianney, our sin is the grain of sand and his love is the mountain. Know your sin. Let the Lord lead you in reflecting on what we need to ask his forgiveness for and then be done with it. Focus on our Lord. Focus on him getting right to the root that if I have to confess this 900 times, no problem. It's not a problem for him. It's not for me. And each confession, he's getting closer and closer to the root. And one day I'll be free. And until that day, I'll know my sin, but I'll rejoice in the love and the power that crushes that sin. Amen? Amen.